The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics. Welcome, keepers of the flame. You are tuned to The Open Door, which is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Good good day. I always want to say, I start to say good morning. I realize we're, we're kind of in that middle ground. So yeah. Good, yeah. good noon. And it's nice out. You know, oh, snow's melting. You know, uh, to, to jump into content, as we are wont to do here, um, our series on spotting false teachers and teachings is now, certainly, I think this is part four today, it's well underway. And there are certain key attributes that we've uncovered, like the ego, pride, denial of Christ consciousness, that can tell you when you're maybe in the wrong neighborhood spiritually. Um, now, our safe navigation equation includes discernment, discrimination, and trusting the Holy Spirit to recognize the correct vibration. And today, we're going to be hearing more from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on false teachings and how they line up with the cosmic clock. Now, just in recap, false teachings pervert our perceptions and attempt to alter our relationship with our Christ self and ultimately with our union uh, with our I am presence. And these false teachings will try to convince you that you are perfect the way you are, which totally eliminates the path of initiation. We're not going to get home by skipping steps or avoiding our karma. This is why it is so important to find the true teachers and the true teachings. Indeed. There you go. Can I, I, can I just throw something in about the cosmic clock? The yeah. cosmic clock is a 12-point is a uh, teaching from Mother Mary on the 12 God qualities, and their perversions are taught, you know, what the perversions of those God qualities are on each line. Yeah, and the God qualities like God control, God vision. Yeah, yeah. God harmony. Is that one of them? Eight, 12? Yeah. Should be. Yeah. <laughs> so... God memory should be if they're not, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I kind of interrupted you. We're going to jump in. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, in terms of a spiritual path, we're, we're used to, you know, microwave life, uh, spirituality, everything else, instant this, instant that. And the understanding that the path homeward to God is a path. It's not, you know, people want to um, siege heaven, so to speak, and grab the energy and light of God, but it doesn't work. They never can keep it and so forth. Be at peace with the path and God will bring to you every step you need to follow in, in that you're able to handle. And I think anyone that promises, you know, instant enlightenment <clears throat> or, you know, this or that faster than, than you can you can rightly get it, it's it's not a true teaching. It doesn't mean you can't move quickly. God can move, as, I think, as quickly as we want to. <laughs> but have an understanding there is a path. And not to be overwhelmed by your karma. I mean, I think that um, we all have karma. You're not alone in that. It can be balanced. We have the tools of the violet flame. We have our opportunity to serve. And so it's, you know, you can walk the path in joy. You don't have to wait to be happy until you balance all your karma. You know, I, I like what you said about be at peace with the path. That's a, a very nice way to put it. One of the things that's certainly an undercurrent of what we you know, share with our audience here is this idea of pop spirituality. There are a lot of choices in the spirituality marketplace today where you can just kind of get in and it sounds like designed, especially for dilettantes, but it's a mile wide and an inch deep. These teachings, the Ascended Master's teachings are just the opposite of that. They are, they are deep, they are meaningful, and yet they're accessible. Right, and they meet you where you're at. And we've talked before how the same teaching has a different meaning to you as you grow spiritually and so forth. And it's, I mean, it's exciting <clears throat> seeing what God will bring you. 
I, I mean, this is this is you know, if you keep your toe in the water, so to speak, <laughs> if you keep reading, keep listening, keep seeking, you'll get revelations about yourself and uh, and life and everything that you never dreamed possible. Yeah, you know, and I I want to go back to a moment's comment ago where I said something about pop spirituality. One of the things that we have spoken of before here is that these teachings can seem very reasonable. You know, even if they defy logic, which they sometimes do, they can still seem plausible, reasonable, and people get sucked into these things before they know it, and they have just suddenly gone down a rabbit hole. Indeed, and that's why, you know, we've taught that you have to <clears throat> continue to challenge things that you don't think are right, because the Ascended Masters want you to do that. Yes. Um, so you don't get caught up in these things. And I think another thing is we'll hear in Mrs. Prophet's uh, lecture episode today is some people can be very persuasive. The fallen angels, you know, can be extremely good salespeople. Oh, yeah. And they know our psychology better than we know it. And so they can manipulate that psychology. They can come across as very erudite, as very polished, as very powerful. Um, and they still have power from when they were mighty angels, quite frankly, even though they're not getting any new power. So the sons and daughters, the children of light can often be vulnerable to this manipulation because they think, wow, this person must be an expert. You know, they, it's got a very strong aura, so to speak. And it's very easy, as you suggest, Tom, to get sucked in by these false teachings because they present them as such a friendly and, you know, they, they get you to, to, to accept one little lie and then they can build on that until they've really separated you from your own God reality. You remember last week when uh, one of the uh, quotes we, we we reinforced with our own commentary, but Mrs. Provitt pointed out that when you have this um, sense of your own human nature, that if you're told you're perfect the way you are, that it can be very seductive because you want to believe that you're a good person and somehow that kind of ties in, well, but it, it takes away the path of initiation. Well, well, you can see the perversion of the truth. Because, yes, we are perfect. God within us is perfect. And so that's a true statement. But our human personality and outer is not perfect, nor will it ever be perfect. It's <laughs> impossible to perfect the human because it's not of God. And so when they say that, they are denying you the opportunity to become one with your Christ self because they're saying, just be one with your human self, you know, and that keeps you from the path. I mean, some of these uh, these teachings, you know, some of them have truth in them. But they're presented in such a way that they have enough darkness that they're going to take you off the path. And that is their goal. Why do they want you off the path? Number one, they don't want you to make progress. They don't want you to get wise. They don't want you to get discernment. They want your light. They want your abundance. They want everything else. And so they don't want you to be on the path, and they'll do everything they can to get you off. And you know what? Sometimes black magicians who come into embodiment, if you're tied to them, it doesn't disappear when you die. In previous embodiment or in future embodiments, you're still tied to them until you get cut free. Mm. And so that's where these calls and prayers, I mean, we may probably all have past records of that. Be cut free from all ties to the fallen angels, and this and other embodiments. You know, one of the challenging aspects to this, too, I think, is that they recognize we are responding to a soul yearning, that the opportunity that we're given to advance on the on this ascension pathway is one of the lures that they can actually kind of tap into because— they know that there's something that we want. We may not be consciously aware enough to know what it is we're after. So we've got to have that discernment, that discrimination, that determination to follow the path as clearly as we can. But I want to go back to this idea because we talk about opportunity all the time. The opportunity that you have to reach the heights of you know spirituality, to become one with God again, re- reunite with the heart of God, may have taken thousands of years to come to this point. And so if you lose that opportunity, who knows when it's going to come again? 
and, and again, that's not trying to, to frighten people into this, but it's, it's an understanding that it's a unique opportunity we have in this time and place. It's the end of the um, uh, Piscean age. We're already into Aquarius. And because of those two, there's opportunity. And again, it's just enlightened self-interest, you know, uh, to get this education and to study this and make a decision for yourself. Ask God to show you. I got an email from one of our dear listeners overseas was talking about she was explaining the, the teaching to someone else, and they couldn't quite understand what the ascended state was or the masters were and so forth. And I said, you know, give, tell them to give the masters a chance. You know, study the teachings, ask God to show, show them, you know, what is going on here to gain that understanding. And so not accepting you to, uh, asking you to accept what we say, but we are asking you to give this a try because uh, if this is your destiny, uh, and for many of you, it, it, I think it probably is, don't miss the opportunity. And again, give God a chance to open your heart and speak to you about this. It's a very key thing. You know, uh, and, and these, uh, these particular teachings came forward uh, in 1958 when Mark Prophet finally responded to, <laughs> El to Moria. El Moria. Yeah. He had an opportunity prior to that. But uh, once that happened and once the, uh, the Summit Lighthouse was founded to publish these teachings, uh, it's like all of a sudden a, a huge light went off, you know, and, and the, fallen, the fallen ones and the forces of darkness said, ooh, <laughs> people are going to be waking up to this. We better sh- send out our minions, you know. We better double down. Yeah, double down. And so then, you know, in the 70s, you saw a lot of false teachers starting to pop up and just trying to skim the cream off the top, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I want to add one comment <clears throat> here, if I may, uh, gentlemen, and that is, you know, one of the things I've encountered over the years in doing outreach or lectures and so forth is people that have become uh, hoppers. I don't know what else to say, where they hop from one organization sure. to another. In other words, you're looking for something fascinating, interesting, for knowledge that they might have, and then they move on to another organization. Dilettantes. And, and so there's a risk in that because what happens when you find the truth? In other words, if you're so used to going from organization to organization to organization, when you you are led to the truth, are you going to recognize it? Yeah. Or is it just one more thing to wait once you learn all the sensational things or whatever, you're ready to move on? But I think that's the key for any of us is ask for the gift of discernment that to recognize the false teacher and to recognize the true teacher. Well, and we've said many times there's an equation of vibration that if we recognize that we have this inner teacher who will steer us, that inner teacher, the Holy Spirit, it's going to basically take us to the correct vibration. Yeah, and, and of course, you have to even challenge voice projections, you know. I mean, <laughs> if you get a voice projection to go lay down on the railroad track, I don't think that's God's will. No, probably you not. Know, it's coming, so you have to even say, okay, what is this? And not. And you know what? One of the tricks of the fallen ones is they want to sort of scare us into doing anything. You know, I'll just stay in my room for the rest of this embodiment. <laughs> you know, be bold in God, you know. I mean, I myself oh, yeah. can do nothing, but God within us can do everything. So don't let them intimidate you because God is greater. I was just thinking, too, about uh, how to separate the uh, the human from the divine within you because we, you mentioned something about that earlier. Think of the human as your car. You know, I am not my car. My, you know, my car gets me somewhere. You know, how many people do we know that, that think they are their automobile? You know, <laughs> uh, every once in a while you'll run into somebody that really identifies with the, and that's the reason we need to separate and we need to understand that this human will never make it into the, into the heaven world. Well, the human, human by its own nature is limited. And I think that, yeah. you know, when we talk about mastery, 
we can tell a true teacher will always want us to expand and to surpass and transcend our human consciousness. Right. The false teacher will want us to embellish embrace it. it. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. So yes. or, or sensuality or anything else, you know, that will tie us more to them. They are looking for the light. And if they can get get a hook into you, then they've got a, a source of light, which they don't have anymore. Yeah, and they've got very... Uh, they got, they got a toolbox full of pretty clever tools for doing that. <laughs> but you know what? Once we understand their plots, <laughs> we can, but with God's help, stand up and not be victims anymore. Oh, and we got this great little book, you know, the 33, uh, you know, tricks that they pull. Well, the Strategies of Light and Darkness. Uh, and we, we had a whole series on that. We did a whole that. series oh, on that, which you can wonderful. look up. And by the way, anybody who's maybe listening for the first time, if you go to TSL.org and just put in the search bar, Pearls of Wisdom, you'll get a couple of options there that are pretty just remarkable stuff. These are teachings that are available to you digitally for free. You can get printed copies if you want for a, for a small fee every month. I think we now publish four every month. Yes. But I go to tsl.org and look at Pearls of Wisdom and see if it doesn't perhaps appeal to you. Anyway, we've got to take a short break right now. We're going to listen to a couple of excerpts from a lecture by Mrs. Prophet on false teachings and false teachers where we kind of explore some of those clever tools that they use to kind of get people and manipulate the, the minds and hearts of those Sincere Seekers. So please stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we're back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about false teachers and false teachings. We've been doing that for a few weeks now, and we will probably continue to do that for a few weeks to come at least. And it's really interesting to look at the um, level of cleverness that a lot of these teachings kind of provide people. They're, they're trying to lure people into, you know, various thought forms and ideals. And, you know, this is we spit, spoke about in the last segment about pop spirituality. And, you know, truth be known, is as we strive to overcome our human nature and through self-mastery gain our ascensions, you know, through our oneness with our higher presence, we're vulnerable in some respects until we are not. I mean, it's basically one of those situations where you have to learn to be discerning, to be discriminating, to recognize the true vibration from the false vibration. And you've got to kind of be vigilant all the time. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But nonetheless, it is something we have to be aware of. Any comments, gentlemen, before we go to the sixth excerpt? Well, I think it's just an awareness, you know, uh, being awake. I mean, Gautama Buddha said, I am awake. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to be. And not to get discouraged about the whole spiritual path because <clears throat> of a bad experience with one false teacher. Indeed. You know, don't let that say, well, what's the use? I'm not even going to try. Um, ask God to bring the truth to you, and I believe he will. Well, and don't get, you know, don't get stuck in your closet saying, well, if they, they tricked me once, they'll trick me again. Yeah. Because, you know, we can overcome. And I think f- the further along you get in your evolution spiritually, uh, the greater the initiations are going to be. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Yeah. That's a good thing, too. Yeah. Right, that's part well, of the joy. You're, you're, per, you're better prepared, though. Yeah, you are. Well, without any further ado, let's hear what Mother, Mrs. Prophet, has to say. There is another false guru around who says that God cannot communicate with us. There's a phrase in the Old Testament that describes these teachers who tell us that God can't communicate with us. It's the concept of muzzling the ox. You put a muzzle on the ox so he can't move his jaw. So we muzzle God. We say, okay, God, you made your revelation 2,000 years ago. There's no new revelation. There's no new communication. We have it all. God is incapable of communicating to man today. A lot of people say that from the Christian churches to the gurus of the East. They tell you that God isn't communicating anymore. It's all over with. So, therefore, no progressive revelation, no moving forward in the cycles of the ongoing cosmos, God revealing himself to man, no messengers, of course. A messenger has to be a false teacher. On this premise alone, this one statement of doctrine, God isn't communicating today. God gave his message through Jesus and the prophets, and that was it. It's all done. How can we think that God is incapable of communicating? We're limiting God, right? Muzzling the ox. That denies the yellow cross, denies your Christ self. Who here has never heard the voice of God speaking within himself? I don't believe there's a one of you. God is communicating with you constantly. Maybe you don't recognize it as God. Maybe you think you're thinking and you're going through mental processes and arriving at ideas. But God is constantly guiding you telling you how to fix your car, telling you how to make that recipe, how to sew that dress, how to get out of this or that fix you're in. All kinds of things. Don't tell me God can't communicate. He's doing it all the time. We don't just experience God, we understand God. Understanding is the flame of your Christ self. 
Don't ever let anyone tell you that God can't be understood or that you are incapable of understanding God because you are so limited and you are so dense and you're so stupid that you can't possibly understand God. So here, I'm going to give you an experience so you can experience God. Experiencing is the love flame if we experience through our soul senses. Sensitivity training is the perversion of the love flame because it makes you be sensitive to human creation. But understanding is an aspect of the Christ mind on the yellow flame, and you have a right to have that mind which was also in Christ Jesus. Let that mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let it. Just allow it. Give it permission because it's already there waiting to express through you. When asked to comment about God, the director of the group said, I believe that the belief in God is the greatest barrier to God in the universe. I would prefer someone who is ignorant to someone who believes in God because the belief in God is almost a total barrier to the experience of God. If anyone brings up God during the training, they are told that she's black and the subject is dropped. Now that's just another little intellectual argument that belief in God is a barrier to God. People need to believe in God. Belief is a quality of faith. Faith is a quality of the will of God, the Blu-ray, and of the framework of obedience. When we believe in God without proof, we set the matrix for God to reveal himself to us with proof. The reward for belief is understanding. How can you start a process of communing with God if it doesn't start with a belief? You can't prove God or receive God if you doubt that God is. But don't think of God as some conventional concept that you've understood as the doctrine or dogma of your childhood, but think of God as the reality of your own being. Would you deny your own reality? Would you deny the real bedrock of your consciousness, the fount of your being, the love that is in you? Would you deny the truth? Would you deny the life that beats your heart? That's the God. And it is absolutely essential that you believe in that to begin the path of initiation. It's a nice little intellectual discussion, though, isn't it? The belief in God is a barrier to God. I mean, makes you start thinking along these intellectual lines. This man has been described as arrogant, dogmatic, righteous, demanding, and dumbfounding, and yet above all, immensely likable. So likable, in fact, that he can disarm virtually every antagonist, if only by embracing the antagonism. He overwhelms you with amenities, lavishes you with attentiveness and good cheer. The mark of a black magician. A black magician is always likable. I guarantee that if you met Satan walking, he would be likable. The most likable fellows in the crowd are usually the instruments that break down our awareness of God within. Because the fallen ones are always wrapped up in a personality cult consciousness, and they do have radiation. Black magicians have a tremendous energy field. It's an energy field of control. It's a vibration of black and silver, if you could see their aura. It's a silver shimmering mingled with a dark consciousness. It's very magnetic, but it's not charismatic. 
Charisma is a quality of the Christ. It's a catching flame of joy and enthusiasm. But the magnetism of the personality of the false teacher is one that is intriguing, it is entrancing, it takes you over for a while, it flatters you, you get absorbed in it, and you get almost into a hypnotized state where you can forgive this person anything, you can make allowance for any false teaching, until by and by you come to your senses and you're back to your own Christ flame and your own I am presence. And then you remember every little thing that the individual said and did, which was not in keeping with your own vibration of the Holy Spirit and the teaching you know to be true. And you'll see the whole course of that individual. Sometimes it's necessary to get that close to a black magician or a fallen one just to have the experience of the difference between a false teacher and a true teacher. I'll finish up this teaching. We have covered many other aspects of false teaching. This individual has said, everything I know has already been said and it hasn't worked by being said. What works is direct experience. I am very clear about what ego is. It is the mind in operation under a specific circumstance where the mind thinks that the being is the mind. This teacher is a man to whom lies are an integral part of the truth. When asked if he might not be one of the slickest con men of our time, he says, without pause, I am. <laughs> but then, what you've got to get is that so is everybody else. That's all there is. He's the con man, but he says you are too, because that's all there is to life. And that's the ego. He has had extensive training in salesmanship, mind control. The masterful combination of the two has produced an organization which doesn't advertise. They rely on their graduates to bring friends to lectures and to return themselves to seminars. The process has been described as insidious. The use of brainwashing techniques ostensibly to enhance people's lives becomes bizarre when the outcome is to create unpaid salesmen. Smiling, they march out each week to share their brainwashed joys with friends, neighbors, and co-workers, and they know that many will want to be sold. That's a quote from a journalist who was there. Their goal is to train 40 million people. At present, 50,000 people have gone through this training, which is being given to prisoners, teenagers, and even grammar school children. That shows you what we've said. The carnal mind is the basic idolater. And when the carnal mind goes in search of a guru, this is the guru that it will find. And now that, I think, bears repeating. When the carnal mind goes in search of a guru, this is the guru it will find. <laughs> I mean, enough said. Yeah. Well, I think we'll take a little break here. We'll be back with more after a short break, so don't go away. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we're back. Thank you for staying with us. We're talking about false teachers and false teachings. And, you know, the perversion of vision is selfishness. And selfishness and sensuality lead to the loss of the vision of the third eye. And when you're centered in the self, you cannot see God. Here's more. Now here is another very popular group. And it is perverting the 10 o'clock line on the pink flame. And that 10 o'clock line happens to be the line of Scorpio. It happens to be the line of vision. The perversion of vision is selfishness. Selfishness and sensuality lead to the loss of the vision of the third eye. When you're centered in the self, you cannot see God. When you are involved in sensuality and a pleasure cult, you're draining the energies of your third eye in sensual experience. So between the two, you lose your vision. This teaching is based on sensual experience, selfishness, and using techniques of prayer and meditation. It's been quoted and talked about in national magazines. Based on a coherent philosophy of man and his place in the universe, the trainings focus on developing and unifying the body, mind, and emotions. Sounds good, doesn't it? This organization recognizes that the final goal of human history is to produce a perfect society, which in turn is capable of producing perfect individuals. What is capable of producing perfect individuals? The perfect society. The perfect society. Transferring immediately the power of God within you to the state. In other words, if we can just create the perfect society, we'll all be perfect. 
It's not true. It's simply not true. The kingdom of God in manifestation is not going to create a perfect you because you have to exercise your free will. It can't come from without. Perfection here means the realization of our full human potential. What potential? Human potential. Appeals to the humanist, the intellectual, the individual who has thrown out God because of all of the silly teachings about God that they found in the churches and all the times that God has ever failed them. So now the individual is centered on the human potential. Belief in man, belief in science, and what man can accomplish. To implement this goal, this system uses scientific mysticism, whatever that is. It is scientific because it requires no guru or belief structure. You wipe out the guru, you decapitate your own head. You take away your Christ self as the guru, your I am presence. Now, the great white brotherhood has a structure of belief, a structure of principles. The teachings of the great white brotherhood are not haphazard. They are formulated, they are step by step, they are given in the retreats. They have to be because the path of initiation is a step by step path. And in order to pass each test on the path of initiation, you have to have an organized teaching. Okay, throw out the teacher, throw out the structure, okay? See what happens next. All the techniques employed are approached experimentally as hypotheses to be tested. Of course, because the human mind is the ultimate, the human mind is capable of testing these hypotheses. All of the weight of this system is placed on the ability of the human mind. It is mysticism because the group affirms that the goal of humanity is unity. Unity within individuals, unity with other people, and unity of the society as a whole. Well, it's a great teaching. Everybody wants to unite. Everybody wants unity. I get letters all the time from all kinds of people. What's the matter with you? If you really represented the Great White Brotherhood, you would unite everybody together. And Mark always said, <laughs> he called it union. He said, union is like two cats with their tails tied together thrown over a clothesline. <laughs> You can't unite chemical elements that won't mix, you know, like water and oil. The only thing that you can unite is the Christ consciousness. So you bring people individually to the level of their own Christ awareness, and then they are one with everyone in embodiment who is at that point of awareness, with everyone who has ever ascended, the ascended masters, cosmic beings. The moment you are in your Christ consciousness, there is a frequency from your heart that contacts everyone in the entire cosmos who is at that frequency. That is unity. Now there is the amalgamation of the human consciousness when birds of a feather flock together. And psychics move with psychics and lawyers move with lawyers and doctors move with doctors and we tend to divide up that way, which is fine. If we aren't at the level of the Christ consciousness, we seek people with whom we have things in common. But there is no teaching, there is no doctrine of the Great White Brotherhood that says that society and humanity and everybody should unite. But when people don't have understanding, they see the word unity, they think, that's great, that's for me. The trouble with the world is everybody is divided, everybody hates everybody, we're all having wars, so let's unite, and that'll be the answer, this is the system for me. So they follow. 
Well, it just doesn't work. It never has worked. And you might as well face that fact. Unity is in the Christ mind, okay? There are over 400 techniques used, both from East and West. That's very impressive. All types of chanting, breathing, exercises, encounters, techniques for generating and transmuting sexual energy, body awareness exercise, and presentations in theories of the personality, motivation, and consciousness. In other words, everything for every aspect of the human mind. Something for everybody in this teaching, because the idea is to hook the human consciousness into the idea that it's going to get somewhere with techniques based at the level of the human. This organization maintains that the process of reaching human perfection is greatly facilitated by working in groups. The energy of consciousness increases geometrically with the number of individuals involved. That's a basic principle of the Master's teachings. They teach that if you decree in a group, the power of your momentum geometrizes. It's squared. One time one is one, but two times two is four. And four times four is 16. So that's why we come together in groups and give dynamic decrees. Why? Because the Christ consciousness is the coefficient. It's the multiplication factor. And by the Christ consciousness uniting, we produce a much greater manifestation of light. And it's also true that working in groups is helpful because we share with one another. We talk about our trials, our tests, our experiences. We have that sense of interaction. We have that sense of love and sharing. Group work. There's nothing the matter with it. The only problem is when it is an amalgamation of the human consciousness. And at that point, each different human mind reinforces each other human mind and the multiplication is not the coefficient of the Christ, but the human consciousness reinforcing itself. Did you ever notice how human beings will reinforce almost anything? I mean, if you want to go and do something, you can just about always get someone to agree with you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and it doesn't really have to be a Christ idea. The idea is that in group pressure, you can get people to accept things which when standing alone under their own vine and fig tree, they won't accept. By using psychodynamic pressures of rapid, positive feedback, it is possible to dramatically speed up individual realization. There are three centers in the human animal, this group teaches, the intellectual, the emotional, and the vital. We call them the path, the auth, and the cath, not the terms of the brotherhood. The calf is supposed to be the master of life. It is the center which directs vital movement and allows us to relate to the world with instinctual immediacy. We sense our basic unity with all life in our guts. That's the teaching. And the calf corresponds to the solar plexus area. Well, if you study the Master's teachings, you know that from the navel down is what is called the electronic belt. It's a large force field shaped like a kettle drum. And in it are contained all of the records of the misuse of energy over all of the period of your incarnation since the descent of your consciousness, otherwise known as the fall. When you go into systems or groups that teach you to meditate on chakras beneath the heart, before you've been saturated with a violet flame, before you have an understanding of God control and the flow of energy in your I am presence, you will most likely contact the effluvia surrounding the chakras rather than the pure center of the chakra itself. That pure center is so buried beneath the layers of karma, it will take an ascended master to actually 
make the contact with the purity underneath it all and maintain that contact. When you're taught in systems of self-hypnosis or mind control to go down into your subconscious, beware. The Ascended Masters never teach their students to go down, they teach them to go up. To rise into the consciousness of God because it is the sense of rising that makes all of the energies of your being begin that rising spiral of the ascension. Or they will tell you to go within, into the heart. Going within means going into the planes of spirit. We say in because it feels like it's inside. It's really in an inner frequency or a vibration that's beyond matter. Going within the heart means going into the spirit, the flame, the sun that is behind the physical heart. Now if we sense our basic unity with all life in our guts, we are dealing at the level of the animal. It is the herd instinct, the movement in the mass, the movement in the crowd. Because of the point at which they are directing your attention, you immediately have that red light of warning. You may decide you want to investigate this system a little bit more, but you're not going to swallow that concept that the unity of life is in the guts. You know it's in God. You know it's in your Christ flame. You have felt it. You have experienced it. You're free to explore, but just make a mental note of these things that are affecting you in the wrong way. Moria says, trust your first impressions. This isn't always so, but a good deal of the time when you first meet someone or first contact a teacher, you'll get an instantaneous impression and it comes directly from your Christ mind. A split second later, your outer mind is already involved with a personality and canceling out that initial impression. And then you go that whole long circle of having to go through this individual and coming back to the place. You say to yourself, when I first saw that person, when I first heard their voice, there was something funny. I didn't trust it. So trust your first impressions and then watch and wait and wait for the proof. <laughs> trust your first impressions and wait for the truth. It's good advice. We'll be back to wrap things up after a short break. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are
are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, the, the, the subtitle of today's program was Trust the Holy Spirit. That's really kind of what it comes down to when you think about it, that whatever we're faced with, whatever offered as options, that we have a true inner voice that we can tap into. Take some practice maybe to get there, but nonetheless, it's definitely worth the effort. Trust the Holy Spirit. Well, it is, because if, if you can't receive the direction from God, how easy is it to get waylaid? I mean, let's face it. Um, we can't rely on our human consciousness to take us to God. <clears throat> we have to have that confirmation within our hearts. And we've shared before, I think probably for all of us, when I found these teachings, I didn't really understand them. I, you know, they're definitely a little more complex than the simple Christian church, but there was a vibration there that I recognized yeah. and that I knew. And um, that's what kept me going. You know, I think that's a key is that, you know, again, we use those words, vibration, impression. There's, a, I think, a quote from that previous excerpt, which was that the reward for belief is understanding. And that if we take the time to really foster these beliefs and to practice them, the understanding does come. You know, and I think, you know, I've shared a lot of times about my experience in Christian churches, and some of these souls have a level of faith oh. that is unbelievable, remarkable, and trust in God. And there's something very powerful in that the belief and the faith and trust in God. And a lot of times they will get that intonation or direction in their lives. God will meet them where they are in the belief system they're in and work with them. But it's, it's, faith is, is a wonderful quality. And if you don't have it, ask God to give it to you. Because yeah. as Mrs. Prophet says, you need a certain faith to approach God. You know, it's, you initiate the conversation with God. You know, God has been waiting for us to come <laughs> around because we have free will. And so we have to, by free will, say, God, I don't have all the answers, but I want you to talk to me and show me, you know, what is your will for my life? And that, yeah. that takes some courage to do that. But if you're willing to, that gives the open door for God <laughs> and the angels and the masters to work with you. You know, um, Mrs. Prophet summed it up. And this is one of those experiences. I know we all have it here, whether we're reading a pearl or hearing this, these kinds of lectures, where there are these incredible gems that are just kind of dropped in our path. And, you know, where the lecturer is or the master, we just kind of moves on. But it's, it's, it's just kind of sitting there. And this one that really hit me strongly was God is the reality of our own being. Oh my goodness, you know, you, how do you define God? Well, God is the reality of your being. You know, <laughs> I just think that for me, that's the, right there, that sums up the path. It's, it's like, like one of those things that you just take yeah. that, you can meditate on that for the rest of this lifetime, hopefully the last one. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you say to yourself, oh, yeah, huh. I understand. <laughs> because the reward and for belief is understanding. And yeah. that's the beginning, because acknowledging that, you know, this is the Bible, even the devils believe and tremble. And so belief is important to start, but it's an understanding if God is within us, then there's some disconnect here someplace yeah. because I'm not manifesting the fullness of that God in the outer. And so I have done something myself, and this is where karma comes in. God has not withdrawn from us. We have separated ourselves from God by the karma we've made. And the layers and layers and layers make it more difficult for us to feel the presence of God and to pursue it. And that's the karma of our disobedience or misuse of energy. Mm -hmm. And so we have to turn around, best way to stop misusing energy and use the violet flame and other things to sort of clear some of the debris away so that we can feel that light and feel that presence. God is not withholding himself from us so much as we are withholding ourselves from God, from our, our inability or our, our uh, 
unwillingness to clear away that, that human effluvia or karma. Some people like it that way. They don't want God's will. They want to go on and living their... Because they're, they're comfortable. Yeah, their sensual life, getting what they can get. They like the good life, so on and so forth. Well, the good life is life with God. Because Indeed. what is the purpose of life otherwise? It's, it's eat, drink, and marry for tomorrow we die. And that is the philosophy of the followers. And they've convinced a lot of people to take that philosophy too. But if you are not of that ilk, if you want to mm-hmm. find God, God is within you. I mean, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within us. What could be clearer than that? How do we find it? How do we integrate with it? That's the path of the ascended masters. And that's what they teach us, and they show us how to do it. Not this confusing thing, belief in God is the biggest block yeah. to knowing uh, God or experiencing God. I mean, that's not even logical. Well, there's a perverse <laughs> logic to it that it sounds right to the mind. And that's, you know, the lecture, by the way, that we've been playing excerpts from is called The Way That Seemeth Right. That's right, yeah. You know? It seemeth right. And it's amazing how, I mean, we can think we're smart, be easily duped and, you know, subverted. And, you know, we were talking about that point where you turn around, Sid, and uh, in our teachings, and I'm sure others too, that's the conversion point. Right. So when you come back and start your way back home, and we always hope that we are have reached that point and we're on the homeward pet glide path. You know, I found a little <laughs> three-by-five card in my notes someplace that I made out years ago. I mean, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a declaration and affirmation of faith. I am a son of God. In other words, I, it was a fiat I wrote to affirm my being in God. And then I went through a lot of different things about the will of God and so forth. It's an affirmation of being, of truth. I am affirming that God is within me. And, you know, as you start on that path, you can have that contact and that mm-hmm. will lead you to the next step, next, next step. And, you know, when I was very naive, back when, before I even got a, on a real spiritual path, I didn't understand that you had to progress through things. I thought you just said, I love you, God. He opens the doors and you get flooded and the that's rest it. is just bliss. <laughs> but, you know, that's not, not understanding karma and the opportunity and, and et cetera. So, you know, awaken to the light within. I mean, as you say, Tom, the light is within us. If you can't feel it, it's, you know, it's because of our karma or opposition or whatever. But when you work, when you strive, when you work with God, things will happen. Indeed. And, you know, these teachings, in my mind anyway, are the best guide because they know and anticipate the various stages of your spiritual growth and what to expect and how to pass your test. You know, uh, and thank you, Sid. I mean, well said, and I totally concur. I think one of the things that I also heard in that last lecture excerpt had to do with the idea of unity and how appealing the concept of unity is and um, mrs prophet said the christ mind that's unity being one with that level of your being it's not societal unity it's not trying to get everybody to you know kumbaya moment (laughs) well i think she says oil and water don't mix you know we don't judge other people but those that have chosen the left-handed path to to reject god as the fallen angels have they got kicked out of heaven i mean we don't mix with them I mean, you remember the ancient Jewish tradition was you don't marry outside of the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason for that was because there were so many fallen angels and so forth in embodiment in the Middle East at that time, they don't, they, you know, don't get unequally lo- yoked in the sense of the light with the darkness. And so you see there's an understanding behind that, that teaching. And again, it's a discernment. We're not judging anybody, but you don't want your light to be taken from forces that are not of God. And you want to unite with God and not with these other people. They have chosen a different path. They have rejected God. We can never unite with them. 
No, I think that unity in that context becomes kind of a buzzword. We think we know what it means. It sounds good. In fact, a lot of the, the terminology that they use sounds good. Again, we go back to a comment we made earlier about plausibility and reasonability. That These things do seem reasonable to our minds, but that's the human mind. We're easily, actually, I think what I'm trying to say is we're easily fooled. We should be wise enough to know that. Right, and this is not a witch hunt. You know, We don't think we're better than other people, but we have to understand that there are forces on this planet that do not want God, <laughs> they don't want any part of God, they don't want us to have any part of God, and they're determined to steal the light that God has given us because they're not getting themselves. So it's the equation of life on planet Earth. I mean, what church or religion on this planet teaches the physical embodiment of fallen angels? I mean, this is an eye-opener, <laughs> to put it mildly. And again, an understanding of why there is so much war and darkness and depravity and depravity and depravity and all this that's on this planet that is not of God. You know, how do we understand that? It's because much is perpetrated by these fallen ones. And understand who they are, understand who you are, understand how you can take a stand for the light, how the light will protect you and your family, and how you can progress on your spiritual path, no matter what is going around on around you. And I think that's the, the, the key for the Ascended Master teaching and the opportunity that we have. We not, may not fix the planet Earth overnight, but start working on yourself. It's the greatest gift you can give to your family and to this planet is for you to work on your own spiritual growth. And remember that your guru is your Christ self. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but we need teachers for whatever you're going to do. I mean, it's common sense. If you want to learn something, you have somebody teach you. Somebody who's been there who knows. And the Ascended Masters know exactly what you need when you need it. And once you develop a trust and a faith in the spiritual path and in the teachers, then you allow these things to unfold in your life in God's time and God's way for your greatest progress. And I can tell you they're self-reinforcing. They are indeed. And they're joyous. You know, I'll go back to what you said about finding a little three-by-five note about I am a son of God. You know, uh, for those of you who may be joining us for the first time or have not listened very long, you know, the foundation of this program, what we have referred to as the four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And one of the ways that you can do that, one of the tools you can use is trusting the Holy Spirit, which is the title of today's show. <laughs> so, you know, we always try to bring it back home. But ultimately, it comes down to understanding your true nature, your unity with your Christ mind. And the reward for your belief is understanding, so that's transcendental. And you want to get home, the ascension. And not, don't, don't let anybody take you off that path. Don't let anybody take that birthright away from you. No, and and think of uh, understanding, uh, I don't know, I've got this visualization of the law and the truth is the bedrock upon which you stand, you know. Mm -hmm. So when that's there and you're standing on it, you have an understanding. (laughs) And an overstanding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Well, yeah, it's about once more, I think an hour has just kind of flown by. But I want to remind people that they can go to tsl.org. And they can find uh, books on the Cosmic Clock. They can certainly find a place to subscribe to the Pearls of Wisdom. You can become a Keeper of the Flame. Uh, There's all kinds of opportunities there to really grow in an understanding of what it is to be on this path. And indeed, start somewhere. Start somewhere. You know, and um, read, experiment, pray. You know, find out if this is for you. And find out, you know, if this is the desire of your heart to be one with God, then You'll be shown. What does Padre Pio say? Pray, hope, and don't worry. And don't worry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and for some of those of you who have heard us for the first time today and want to stay in touch with us, we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Indeed. Well, thank you, Terry. 
And we also want to reinforce the idea, which is absolutely true, that this is a joyous path. And though sometimes the upward path itself may be difficult, the rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Until next week, be well. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.